Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. Welcome back guys to another episode of Beyond Bikini Radio, and in today's episode, it is going to be a bit of a controversial topic, and that is going to be the anti-diet diet culture. Um, I am sipping some coffee in today's episode because it's a little early in the morning, but I wanted to record this podcast because I feel like it's been really trendy to see these accounts and I want to give you guys like my two cents on them and also just like my approach when it comes to dieting and if I think dieting is healthy or appropriate or that I think you should never diet again. Um, And going into it, I just want to say like I respect these men and women with their accounts. It's usually primarily females, but I see a lot of females who maybe they competed before and then they say they hate bodybuilding and that you shouldn't diet and in order to love your body, you should never diet and dieting is bad and just basically hating on dieting in general and you know even people who are wanting to lose weight like sometimes they'll say things like you just need to love yourself you don't need to lose weight um and I'm not anti you know having good self-esteem and acceptance but I am anti-shaming other people for wanting to diet when they're doing it in a healthy manner so going off on like my first thing is is dieting bad is dieting inherently bad? No. Um, But I do think anything taken to the extreme is bad. So is starving yourself bad? Yes. Is completely restricting one macro bad? Yes. Is setting all these weird rules and restrictions with your food and exercise bad? Yes. Do I think being highly rigid is bad? Yes. But dieting in general is not inherently bad. The problem is, is people take it to the extremes, which causes burnout, which causes resentment, which causes people to fall into the anti-diet culture. Um, There are things where traditional diet culture will, you know, shame people for eating certain foods or shame their body for looking a certain way. And I'm not pro that either. I'm pro you wanting to improve your health and improve your quality of life. 
And I will be talking about haze in this podcast, which is healthy at every size. Um, so I just want you guys to know that as well. Sometimes this topic can really trigger people, but again, I just, I feel the need to talk about it. So dieting is not inherently bad. I mean, there are people who do need to diet in order to improve their health and they might not have ever learned about nutrition. I mean, I can't even think about when I've learned properly about nutrition in grade school. I had to go out and get a you know, further education degree and focus in on nutrition and take classes in order to learn more about it. And I had to take the time to educate myself, but it takes a really long time to learn about nutrition when you've never had that. And I think when you've never had that education before and you start dieting properly where you're not taking extremes and you're not killing yourself with like tons and tons of exercise, then it can be really eye-opening and liberating for you because you do feel like you're feeling your body properly. And, you know, the whole like self-love and acceptance thing, I think you can definitely love yourself regardless of what size you are. I mean, you are more than just your body. Like you have a soul, you have a purpose, you have influence on your friends and families and other people and you do have a purpose outside of your body and I totally think you can love yourself regardless of your size I mean I'll be honest though if you guys like when I hated myself the most I was the lightest weight and I want that to be kind of eye-opening for you guys like I didn't love myself more when I was dealing with anorexia or bulimia. I actually hated myself more because I lost my sense of respect for myself. And I think that I've noticed this trend of people who they do not love their their self, like their body, because they've lost a sense of respect for themselves. And this goes on extreme ends, like people who deal with anorexia, bulimia, overexercising disorder, and also people who are extremely overweight where they lose that respect for themselves and they are using food as some sort of self-medication or uh, distraction and they lose that respect for themselves because they know that that's also abusing their body. Both of them are abuse to your body. Neither one is like better than the other. But if you do not have respect for yourself, that is going to be a catalyst for a whole bunch of shit storm. And you have to find that respect for yourself in order to get to that place of self-love and acceptance. I do not think that if you are overweight and you lose weight, that you're randomly going to love yourself and accept yourself. Because if you lose weight out of a place of hate for yourself and that you don't respect yourself and you do about, do it in an um, unhealthy method, then no, you're not going to love yourself more when you're a smaller size. And um, same goes for like someone that is like gaining weight rapidly. I mean, if you do it out of like self-hate and like not a healthy place at all, then no, you're not going to respect yourself and you're not going to accept that body that you're in. So respecting yourself, I want you guys all to just like take out a piece of paper and write down like what does respect for your body look like? I know for myself, like respect for my body looks like honoring rest when I need it and not always pushing myself as hard as I can. Respect looks like wearing clothes that 
fit properly. I know that sounds kind of funny maybe, but you know, not forcing myself to squeeze my legs in my high school low-rise jeans, like I would rather not do that. I actually would just rather not wear low-rise jeans ever again, to be honest, but you know, that's another another episode for another day. Um, respect also looks like not completely eliminating some of my favorite foods. Um, respect looks like resting and sleeping enough. Um, respect looks like not abusing um, substances like alcohol and drugs. Like that's kind of like what respect looks like for me. And maybe your sense of respect looks different for yourself, but really create that list for yourself so you can focus in on, okay, like I want to get to a place where I respect myself so I can get to the place of I love myself and accept myself. The other thing of dieting is it's not all bad. I mean, there are lots of health benefits that can come from dieting. That can be, you know, a lower risk for diabetes, which can be very expensive if you have diabetes. I don't know if you guys have seen how much insulin can be. Um, High blood pressure, heart disease, um, simply just having endurance to play with your kids and do acts of daily living. I mean, there are a lot of things that can improve your quality of life that come from losing excess fat tissue. And I think that our big obesity problem here in the United States, I mean, heart disease, that for the most part is in your control. And I think people too will get stuck into the whole, like, it's my genetics, like, it is what it is. Like, I'm here to tell you that diabetes and heart disease runs in my family. And I am not a risk factor because I have never let myself, you know, get to that place where I would be more at risk for those things. Sure, a lot of my family is overweight. Sure, a lot of my family does not even know what a macro is. But that's not to say that I have to be another one of those statistics. Like, I don't want to be a statistic. I want to be an outlier. And I know through respecting myself and exercising and fueling my body properly that I'm going to have a better quality of life. And that's really all I want for anyone is to have a good quality of life. And I don't think that you can have a good quality of life if you are dealing with these issues um, and even dealing with like being incredibly underweight and even overweight. So health benefits, really the list goes on and on. And like from a mental perspective, if you're someone that starts dieting you are going to gain confidence for yourself because you're probably going to gain more respect for yourself, respect for the body that you're in and the movements that you can do, respect for the strength that you have, respect for um, you know, the fuel that you give yourself. You're going to gain that confidence naturally. And um, there's so many benefits outside of just physical that come with dieting. Now, we are going to talk a little bit about Uh, healthy at every size. And I know that this can be kind of touchy for some people. And I want to start this by saying, I think it's wonderful that you appreciate and love your body regardless of what size you are. But I also think that we are turning a blind eye if we don't recognize that 
you are a higher risk for health issues at different sizes. When we're going to cover a spectrum too. So the person who is incredibly underweight, they are not healthy at every size, you know? They could have amenorrhea. They could have osteoporosis. They could have um, gut issues. They could have a caveat of different things that come from being extremely lean. They could also have, you know, maybe even mental issues due to the fact that they are maybe being super rigid with their diet and their exercise. Now, that's not to say if you see a very lean person or a very skinny person that they have some sort of an eating disorder. That is absolutely not true at all. Like that is a huge myth because I've covered this in previous episodes before that eating disorders are mental disorders. They're not physical disorders. But I'm also saying that if you're someone who you know that you're taking extreme action to look underweight, there are going to be negative health consequences that come with that. And even relationship consequences. I mean, with being that underweight, you're probably super restrictive. You probably never go out to eat. You probably have a lot of anxiety around food. None of that is quote unquote healthy at every size. Um, On the opposite side of that, I mean, if you're someone that's really overweight and then you just tell people that like you're big boned or this is just like, again, everyone in my family looks like this, like no one's body wants to be in a place where acts of daily living become harder. Um, acts of daily living are going up the stairs, doing a light jog, um, tying your shoes, mowing your grass, <laughs> you know, like just basically like taking care of your house. Like no one's body wants to be at a place where those acts are really difficult. If you are, then we have some improvements that we can do. And I've even seen like, there was that uh, controversial, what was it? Cosmo, I can never say this word. Cosmo, oh my gosh, Cosmo. We'll just say that Cosmo magazine that it had a picture of two women that were not just a little overweight, but I would say more of like obese I'm not their doctor. I don't know where their BMI was landing, but I would say from a visual standpoint, it looked like they were at least 35% body fat or higher, which is, again, a risk factor for diabetes, heart disease, um, just a bunch of issues. And it basically said that this is healthy at every size. like, And... I don't know, you know, any health issues that they had, but I'm also, I think that they did it to be polarizing to show, hey, like we don't have the super skinny 90s model on our magazine and this is health. But to me, I think we are lying to people when we say, hey, that's health. Because they are being a risk factor. I think it's fantastic if these women were on the cover and I don't know them, if they are on this cover and they are taking action and they are exercising and they are trying to better their health and eat healthier and get their body fat to a healthier level where they're not a risk factor for all these health conditions. I think that that's fantastic. But that's just like how I wouldn't say that I am, you know, 
healthy at every size and I'm like an alcoholic or smoking all the time. And the thing is, is with being in my space, like in being, I hate this word, fitness influencer, you guys don't see me smoking cigarettes or drinking alcohol all the time because this really is a part of my lifestyle. And um, I even go and see like Instagram posts where it's like, if you want a cookie, eat a cookie. There's two different sides of that. You know, there's the person where eating a cookie is a huge win for them, where they always restrict cookies from themselves. They never let themselves enjoy food. That person is overcoming a big feat there. But there's also the opposite of that, where the person where they can never practice restraint, they always have cookies, they always have like a lack of um, discipline or awareness around food, and they're always eating cookies. And when these influencers are making this content, it can be confusing, you know? I think for the underweight person where they see like, oh my gosh, like she can eat a cookie, I can eat a cookie too, I think that can be great. However, if you're someone who you know you struggle with restraint and you struggle with discipline, that's probably not the message in the post for you. But I think people like that will look at things like that and then they justify their actions. Dieting provides structure, which can be incredibly beneficial for other areas of your life. It can help you with your job. It can help you with your energy throughout the day. It can help you with your um, performance in your workouts or even just in everyday activities. It can help you with your health markers. It can help you with your confidence. And having absolutely no structure and no discipline is not beneficial. I mean, it almost makes me think of like a kid, you know, kids that have no discipline and no structure. What kind of kids are they? For the most part, they are wild. And as a gymnastics instructor for kids, I did that for seven years. When the kids don't have structure, when I wasn't telling them what to do and giving them, you know, basically assignments for the day. They will do whatever the heck they want. And I look at adults the same way. I mean, although I'm in my mid-20s now, and maybe you're listening to this, you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, I think we all kind of look at ourselves like kids. And if we don't give ourselves any sort of structure, any sort of discipline, and we have to give that to ourselves, right? Because we don't necessarily have a parent or um, some sort of... boss overlooking us. I mean, maybe you can think about your job. Um, I own my own business. So like I have to be my own boss, which means I have to give myself discipline. Hey, I might not want to work today. I might not have wanted to record this podcast today, but I have to, because I have to give myself discipline and I have a job to do and I have to show up regardless of how I feel. You might not want to eat your salad You might not want to say no to that margarita, but sometimes you have to, and you have to give yourself discipline and you have to find that healthy balance. And coming down to this whole podcast in general about like anti-diet culture and dieting, there is a fine balance. And I think everyone is trying to find their own harmony, their own, okay, what is balanced for me? What is structure for me? But what is too much structure for me? And 
you're not also going to get to that place of having discipline if you don't ever start with a little bit and vice versa. If you're someone who is overly rigidly disciplined, you're not going to get to that place of being more spontaneous and balanced with your food if you are, um, if you're still like not wanting to let go of those restrictions that you set in place for yourself. So I almost wish that I could get two of these people to meet each other because I've seen both of them in my practice with my clients and, you know, everyone truly does struggle with different relationships with food and everyone's body is different, but we also need to accept that dieting doesn't have to be bad. Um, Dieting at the end of the day does not mean calorie restraint. It means what you consume in a day. Um, And if you're not consuming any vegetables, any fruits, any whole grains, low protein, you know, that's probably not a healthy diet. I think we can all kind of agree with that. We were all taught our little uh, triangle with the different, um, what is a food pyramid, even though that has expired and it's now my plate and that's probably going to expire soon. But we were all taught that you need your fruits and vegetables. So, you know, if you're not eating fruits and vegetables in a day, there's probably a problem there. Um, if you're not eating any protein in a day, there's probably a problem there. If you are um, not really eating anything that is whole foods, there's probably a problem there. I think we can all confidently say that, but we can improve upon it. So am I anti-diet? No. I help a lot of my clients lose weight. I do, however, have to help a lot of them reverse diet and build their calories and increase the amount of food that they're eating. But that's not to say I tell a client, hey, Sydney, hey, Paige, hey, Rebecca, we're going to eat whatever the heck we want now because we need to reverse diet. That is not what I say at all. My reverse dieting clients, they know that they still have structure in place. My bikini prep clients, y'all got your structure too. My clients who are wanting to lose weight for better quality of life or maybe for a certain event, they know that they got their structure too. Every single one of these categories has structure. And that's not to say that you have to, you know, cut your calories down in order to have that structure in place. I'm not anti-diet because I know that dieting has a time and a place. I am, however, anti-dieting all the time where you're trying to lose weight year after year after year after year to where it becomes chronically low calories. I am not pro-starving yourself, but I am pro-structure, if that makes sense. Um, I want nothing but for everyone listening to this podcast to get to the place where they respect their body and respect is going to look different for every person respect to myself is going to look different respect to you but I'm sure that we can go into some things that we can agree on and that being respect looks like not harming yourself or hurting yourself respect looks like setting boundaries respect looks like um staying true to who you are you know that's kind of what respect looks like and um Understanding that there are health benefits that can come with fat loss, especially if you fall into the high-risk category. Um, Those categories weren't just created for fun. (laughs) They were created to help prevent any sort of future 
negative outcomes. And in a country where heart disease and obesity is the result of a large portion of deaths, it needs to be taken seriously. Um, And from my side of things, I've seen a lot of people in my family who they are hurting themselves through not taking action on this. And it's hard to see because they have to be the ones that make that change. No one can force that for them. But it's also hard sitting on the sidelines, seeing someone develop diabetes and struggle with it, develop heart disease and struggle with it, not being able to walk comfortably and struggle with it. It's very hard to see that. And dieting can provide you with some of that liberation to where you don't have to take so many medications in a day. You don't have to be uncomfortable sitting in certain chairs. You don't have to be uncomfortable walking. You deserve to have that. And dieting doesn't have to be a negative experience too. There's a right way to go about it. I would not say it's anything to do with a fad or some celebrity doing it. There's a right way to go about it where it can be sustainable and it can be a long-term approach. And that's honestly what everyone should be striving to do is how can I make this a long-term approach for myself to where my quality of life isn't decreasing? Because I also don't want that for people where their quality of life is taking a big nosedive because they've decided that they want to incorporate a diet and incorporate more structure. Um, Because if anything, there's a fine balance of structure and obsessive, super restrictive. So I uh, felt the need to record this because it's been kind of weighing on me, seeing more and more posts and more and more people kind of bashing people for wanting to diet and wanting to have any discipline and structure. And I'm here to say that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, If I offended you in this podcast, I'm sorry, but also like if something in this podcast triggered you, do some reassessing too on like, why did that trigger you? Um, I, I come about this podcast in just a light way, trying to spread awareness on health issues because in my whole undergrad, I spent lots of time learning about how obesity really is a pandemic in a way of how it's hurting so many people and even under eating. And you guys know, you can go back, I post about eating disorders and how being underweight is also another huge crisis. I mean, anorexia is the number one killer in mental diseases, but I really just want nothing but a balanced and healthy lifestyle for everyone listening in today's podcast. And if you did enjoy today's episode, make sure that you tag me at Nicole Fairy Fitness on Instagram to let me know. Um, you can always find more information down below on my social media and even my coaching services as well in the description box, but I'm trying to, uh, end this podcast on a light note. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it and I will see you in the next one.